This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, you didn't think they could do it, but they say they're going to improve chocolate. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now, and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it thin. I want to try it thin, but I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to just deny it thin. Won't tell you lies thin. I won't smaller thighs thin, but I realize I guess I'll have to exercise. All right, welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the theschoolofpodcasting.com. If you're new to the show, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a trainer. I don't even play one on TV. I'm just a dude or a dudette like you trying to lose some weight. And as I look at my uh, Fitbit app from last week, I'm down just a shade, like 0.2 pounds. And here's the thing about this. Um, there, there are times in your weight loss journey where you just want to go seriously, seriously, because this past week I've really tried to make sure I got my sleep, make sure I got 80 ounces of water, make sure I really watched what I ate. I've eaten a lot of salads this week. And, you know, you step on the scale and you go, really? I bust my butt. I do everything right. And that's what I get. And that's why weight loss is hard. Because it seems like you're putting out, you know, a 20 on an effort scale and you get a two on the result scale. And it seems unfair. And I'm just here to say, you're not the only one that thinks that way. And that's okay. But you have to stick with the plan. Because when you push through, when you push through that and you continue to follow the plan, I have found that's where you that, you know, in like two or three days, you're going to step on the scale and it's going to really move. So hang tight uh, with that. It's it's so much easier said than done. But but hang in there, because if you follow the plan, it usually comes through before I go anywhere else. I want to give a big shout out to Avril Holden. She uh, left a sizable donation by going to uh, logicalloss.com slash support. I always say you can go over there and shop from Amazon. And as we record this, it is in the middle, well, the beginning of December. And uh, if you don't shop at Amazon, because you can shop at Amazon, doesn't uh, doesn't cost you uh, a bit more to shop at Amazon. And I earn a little bit from that. But uh, maybe it's because Avril's all the way down in Australia. That is so weird. We forget about this sometimes that, you know, here I am, uh, in Akron, Ohio, which is about an hour south of Cleveland. And I got somebody on the other side of the planet 
listening to me. So thank you so much, Avril, for that. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, here's something that I found somewhat kind of cool to hear, but but kind of like, well, okay, what's the deal? And that is, they have this discovery. This is uh, on WebMD. A new discovery uh, has been made that uh, a way to structure sugar differently means that 40% less sugar, which is a good thing, can be used in chocolate. Now, I know some of you, especially maybe of a female persuasion, are like, hey, 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 don't, don't, don't mess with my chocolate. But you can, they're saying they're going to be able to put 40% less sugar to make chocolate without affecting the taste. This is according to Nestle. Now, the Swiss company said it is patenting its breakthrough and in 2018, we'll start using the new sugar in its products. This is according to the BBC News. This change in the structure of sugar makes it dissolve more quickly, which fools the taste buds and raises the sweetness. So it's going to taste sweeter without having as much sugar in it. It says currently milk chocolate is about 50% sugar. Wow. Can we back that one up a second? Think about that. I mean... Anytime you see the phrase milk chocolate, 50% of that is sugar, while dark chocolate can range from having no sugar to being 40% sugar. That's why some people go, oh, dark chocolate's better for you. It's only 40% sugar. Give me a break. So I heard that, and I was like, and I guess my my guess there is it's the patent, because you're like, well, what the heck? Why why do we have to wait till 2018 for that to... Um, come into play. That's kind of wild. Um, found another article here that was, uh, I just got a bunch of articles today. Uh, I realize it is uh, Christmas time. Hope you're avoiding the cookies. Again, I've said this before. If you don't buy it, you can't eat it. And I know it's like a holiday tradition, but I don't know. Isn't there another tradition we can make? But I thought this was an interesting story. This is from Men's Fitness. If you've never seen the movie supersize me. I, I believe it's still on Netflix. Uh, you can probably find it on YouTube. Uh, but supersize me is a phenomenal movie from a guy named Morgan Spurlock, where he goes and he, he only eats McDonald's. I want to say it's for 30 days. It almost kills him. And he, he made a pact that if somebody asked him, would you like to supersize that? Cause this is back when they used to be able to say that, uh, he would always say yes. And it actually made him, vomit in some cases, and his liver just couldn't keep up with all the whatever's in McDonald's foods to where his doctor's like, you're going to kill yourself. Well, he started, according to this, he is uh, launching a food, I don't know if this is a, a, a chain, but he's launching Holy Chicken, which to me is kind of a, a nod to uh, Chick-fil-A. He has launched a tongue-in-cheek and apparently delicious uh, rebuke of the industry. And, uh, yeah, Super Size Me came out in 2004. And it says, well, the man behind the film and its star, Morgan Spurlock, is once again challenging the fast food industry. This time, though, he's doing it from the inside. So check this out. If you're in the uh, Columbus, Ohio area, he started up his very own chicken sandwich chain called Holy Chicken as a pop-up shop in Columbus, Ohio, which plans to launch its uh, in 2017. Uh, 
On its face, Holy Chicken is basically just a fast food joint. The menu doesn't include much beyond fried chicken sandwiches and, and chicken nuggets. The key difference is it calls out the food industry's tactics for sneakily convincing customers that their not-so-healthy habits aren't so bad. So this is the part that I found interesting. Holy Chicken's walls, in this case, it's in a former Wendy's, which to me, I want to go, a Wendy's went out of business? Really? But the walls are painted green. And this, they say, is a popular market strategy to enhance the healthy, eco-friendly feel to a fast food joint. But unlike the competitors, Morgan literally explains the trick on the walls. It says, the color green makes you feel healthy and relaxed as if you're surrounded by nature. He says, by painting these walls, this lively shade of green, we're helping you believe our food is fresh and natural. And so now I'm going to walk around and see how many times I go into some place and the walls are green. Another trick, the water dispensers are labeled locally so <laughs> locally sourced artisanal water. And by locally sourced, we mean our water is piped here fresh from the city of Columbus Department of Public Utilities. Yeah, isn't that hilarious? There you know what gets me? I mean, I'm I understand we should recycle and things like that. But the whole bottled water thing is just crazy. I, I When I was in college, I went through a water treatment plant facility. And we saw what went in and we saw what came out and the insane amounts of stuff that is like a, a Brita filter on steroids. And yet we're still going to get it in a plastic bottle when really what's coming out of the tap is, is okay in many, many cases. Um, he says, we say we can say it's artisanal because our lawyer doesn't think anyone will sue us for it. <laughs> and because this is probably the one thing in the restaurant that is actually good for you. And he's just not talking about marketing either. He is also taking on the fast food industry labor practices. He says employees will get paid $15 an hour. Uh, that is uh, long a target wage of, of fast food labor advocates. And, he, and they're going to wear T-shirts bearing the slogan, part-time all the time, of reference to the frequent industry practice of keeping employees part-time to avoid offering health care. And apparently it's working. Holy Chicken sold out by 3 p.m. each of the first two days it was open, which is interesting because at the beginning of the article it said it was going to, oh, I see, this was a pop-up. This launch, it's going to launch for good in 2017. And uh, he says the filmmaker confesses that he wouldn't recommend eating holy chicken stuff for three weeks or three meals a day every day. He does note that the healthy chicken option are humanly raised and antibiotic free. So uh, that's interesting. I just love the fact that there are things that they do that we may not realize that kind of subliminally trick us into thinking uh, we're doing things that are good for us. And well, they're they're not. The other article, I was like, there are some things that you're like, really? Seriously? Now, I said one of the key ingredients to losing weight is sleep. And a lot of people think it's exercise. It's not. It's sleep and water. And obviously, I say this over and over and over. It's the food. And I mean, even this week, I was trying to, you know, instead of walking 10,000 steps, which is not easy. I was trying to up it to 12,000, 3,000. And in the end, the time I spent on the treadmill, if I just quit putting things in my mouth, I wouldn't have that problem. 
But it says, uh, here's some things. This is from Wellness, Rodale Wellness. And it says, hacking your sleep strategies and, and your cycle to best suit your weight loss efforts can sound like a lofty goal, but it's not. It says, in fact, the few hours before snooze time are the prime times to set your body up for weight loss. And I was like, really? So here's some things they say to do. Number one, and I've never done this, substitute whole grains for white flour products. And they have a picture here of whole grain spaghetti. I've never done the whole grain spaghetti. I think it would be weird, but I've never tried it. And I guess if you're putting a ton of you know, spaghetti sauce on it, then it's probably not going to make a whole lot of difference. But that's one. The additional fiber will improve your health and keep you feeling full for a longer period of time. Well, that makes sense. If I can feel full longer. Second, do not eat after 7 p.m. unless you eat a light bedtime snack. I am I am down with this. I don't do it. Uh, the plan I'm on right now, I eat this like pudding with this white chalky crap in it. I think that's what it says right on the package. White chalky crap. That is, um, uh, who knows what it's in it, but it's what I'm eating. It's from uh, Slim Genics. And, um, but I have found days that I don't do that. If you can go extended periods without starving yourself, I find that the scale moves, but they say, do not eat after 7 PM unless you eat a light bedtime snack. If you must have a bedtime snack, cause sometimes well, Hey, we stayed up late and we're starving. Choose something light, like low fat yogurt with a sprinkling of chopped walnuts or granola, a small bowl of oatmeal made with fat-free milk or a piece of whole grain toast with a one teaspoon of peanut butter. See right there, as soon as I hear a teaspoon of peanut butter, I'm like, peanut butter is like my kryptonite. I, I will, that one teaspoon will soon turn into a half a jar. So that's that. Uh, number three, choose nighttime snacks that contain complex carbohydrates, a limited amount of protein, and calcium. They say daily I'm sorry, dairy products are great sleep inducers because the brain can use their calcium and the tryptophan to manufacture melatonin. Adding carbohydrates to dairy or protein calms us down with a serotonin buzz. However, make sure you don't consume too much protein close to bedtime. Otherwise, you might get too much energy from the amino acid. Oh, there's one I can't pronounce. Tyrosine, which perks you up to keep your bedtime snack under 200 calories uh, and avoid foods that might induce heartburn like spicy or garlic foods. Yeah, I'm thinking let's not go to Chipotle uh, before bedtime. So choose nighttime snacks that contain complex carbohydrates, a limited amount of protein, and uh, you'll be better off. Number four, avoid eating high-protein meals. We just kind of hit this one. Too close to bedtime. Uh, it says eating a, a meal high in carbohydrates stimulates the release of insulin, which helps clear the bloodstream of amino acids that compete with the amino acid tryptophan. This allows more of that natural sleep-inducing amino acid to enter the brain and be used to manufacture sleep-inducing substances such as serotonin and melatonin. Uh, remember, eating a high-protein meal without any accompanying carbohydrates may keep you wide awake from the whatever, however you pronounce this thing, tyrosine, which perks up the brain. So I'm going to call foul right now because uh, number three and number four are the same thing. Last up, number five, avoid eating sleep busters too close to bedtime. Well, what the heck is a sleep buster? This includes spicy foods such as, well, tomato sauce, carbonated drinks, citrus, chocolate, fatty and fried foods, 
garlic and onions, mint and anything with caffeine as an ingredient. That doesn't leave a whole lot. No spicy foods, tomato sauce. So basically, uh, fruit, maybe. I'm in there like, okay, that, that doesn't really leave a whole lot. But it's all about getting better sleep in the bottom line there. Some uh, Get some better carbs there. They talked about the um, whole grain. And I think the other reason why sleep really helps with weight loss is because when you're tired, you don't care. You're just, I always say, your give a damn is busted. And so you're just like, ah, whatever. Give me a cinnamon roll or whatever it is. So it's just uh, that one I was just thought it was interesting. Some things to think about. And some of that is common sense. You know, don't eat a cheeseburger before you go to bed. It's probably not the best thing. Keep it light. Try to, uh, and, and my whole thing is, again, I have found, in fact, I'm going to do this right now. As I record this, it's 1130 on uh, the 5th. And when I'm done with this, I'm going to bed. My goal is to get to bed by midnight, get up by 7. I try to get seven hours of sleep. And when I don't get enough sleep, I am cranky. I am not as energetic. And I'm not, I don't have that oomph to to do the exercise, to get on a treadmill. And it's just harder to do the right thing. And so I started off this conversation between us talking about it's hard to really bust your butt, to do what you feel is the right thing, step on the scale and go, really? Seriously? That's it? Are you kidding me? And when you're tired, that's where that attitude will just run you over. And you're like, I don't, I'm done. I'm done. I'm just going to eat whatever I want. And so you do, you knock yourself back two weeks with two days of eating, and then you're just miserable. And so we said last week, pick your hard. And what we mean by this is losing weight is hard. It is. Don't let anybody tell you it's it's not. So if Dr. Oz or Dr. Phil with his giant melon head uh, try to tell you that it's easy, you just, you know, eat less, exercise more, it's not that simple. So it is hard. But what else is hard is looking in the mirror after those two days and going, oh, man, I just I just gave up two weeks of losing weight. In, in two days of eating because I didn't care. That's that's hard to look in the, you know, that's hard too, to, to have to go, mm, I don't want to hate myself, but I just really messed up. So if you can kind of think about what your long-term self is going to feel when you make bad choices, sometimes it'll steer you away. I will tell you right now, the thing I'm struggling with is it's, as I record this, it's December and, uh, Everywhere you go, everywhere you go, uh, take a look at the 5 and 10 uh, with lines out the wazoo again. And where usually I'm going through the grocery store, and it's not that big a deal to get to skirt past all the candy because I'll go through the express checkout or whatever. Now you're kind of stuck looking at the candy. And the Reese cups going, eat me, eat me. Like, oh, damn you, Reese cup. And your milk chocolate with 50% sugar. It's hard. And, uh, you know, I fell off the wagon. uh, I'm going to say I'm batting about 80% on that. And then 20%, I'm like, eh, I'll have one. And then one leads to two. And 
So, and, and where I'm at right now, I'm trying to lose my last 10 pounds. I have to be at a hundred percent. And that's, again, it's just hard. It's just hard. And when I am, I, I see the scale go down. It's just, oh, and, and the other thing is that I'm, I'm not looking forward to is if I have to work this hard to get it off, maintaining isn't going to be a whole lot easier either. And so it's going to take some time for my body to get used to this. It is. And just, it's like, oh, cool. I met my, my goal. Can I go eat McDonald's now? No, no, you can't. You know, and I think that's one of the biggest problems we have is we want it all. I'll get to my goal weight and then I'll go back to doing what I was doing. Well, no, that, no, you, no, you just don't. This is the way you eat now. I've said this, oh, months ago, but when you were growing up, you, you had, I had a big wheel. Remember those, the big wheels and, and the plastic tire would eventually have this big flat spot on it. And, um, and then you graduated to uh, a bike with training wheels because you're a little older and then you lose the training wheels. And then maybe the training wheels for me turned into a moped. And then later the moped turned into a car. And this is just what you did at that age. This just might be a thing now where it's like, no, this is what we do now. I'm not going to go back to riding a, a a moped. And no, I'm not getting a scooter either, which is basically an adult moped. You know, this is what I do now. And this is what I have to do to continue on. Uh, one of the things I'm really looking forward to in a couple weeks is I'm going to get to hang out with uh, some lovely people that call me Great Uncle Dave. And it makes you feel old when they throw the word great in front of it. But man, they're awesome. A uh, little three-year-old uh, great niece, I think another one that's five, and then the big guy I think is seven now. And they're awesome. And I want to be around as long as I can for these guys because it's fun spoiling other people's children. There's nothing better to it. And uh, so that's some of my motivation, you know. But in the end, you have to do it for you. And just remember how you're going to feel after that piece of fudge. And I guess, you know what they should do? I just thought of this as we wrap things up here. They should make the fruitcake diet. Because who eats that crap, right? Everybody brings over a fruitcake. I've never seen any, I mean, I in my 51 years, I've never seen anybody eat a piece of fruitcake. They just turn into bricks and people use them for paperweights. I don't know. But that, that should be the new thing, the fruitcake diet. So thanks so much for tuning in. And thanks to, again, Avril. If you want to support the show, you'll see there are Amazon links. Just go out to logicalloss.com. And you'll see the Amazon links. Just click on those. Doesn't cost you a dime to shop whatever you want to buy. And uh, if you go, ah, Dave, I'm not really shopping. Well, then by all means, go out to logicalloss.com slash support and uh, throw us a shekel or two. Deeply appreciate it. Cost me about 30 bucks a month to run the show. And uh, it's greatly appreciated. So. Uh, and everything I talked about today, links to the stories you can find at logicalloss.com slash 313. So thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free in iTunes by going to logicalloss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to dave at logicalloss.com or call in your comments toll-free 
888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin.